0: Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where you'll see our fun and exciting FanDuel game called Dice. Also, a friendly reminder, make sure you listen to our radio show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby.
1: And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne
0: Lee. There you go. Week two of preseason so exciting going on right now as as we're recording. We're recording Thursday night instead of Wednesday night because you know what? Fantasy drafts just sometimes interrupt our lives. And we're going to make this a quick one because I'm heading off to a fantasy draft myself. So, Brandon, real quick, you want to tell us about your fantasy draft last night?
1: Yeah, you know, I went to the uh, celebrity and expert draft for the Fantasy Network, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I was next to um, Albie Manzo, and uh, if you watch Bravo, you know who he is, and if you don't, you don't. But either way,
0: Housewives of New Jersey,
1: the, oh, like, like should I say the original? Because
2: the original, I believe, was or- uh, Orange o. C. County OC. I think New Jersey's right up there with the originals.
0: Okay. The and she, and the she
2: is one of the original ladies.
1: Yeah, the OG right there. So uh, that was fun. Uh, Eric Young was there. He's a professional wrestler. Lisa Ann, our uh, good friend and also fantasy analyst. Uh, And uh, yeah, it was just really fun. And actually, um, uh, I would say a friend of mine, Kelly O'Coin, was there. And if you watch the Americans, he is Pastor Tim. And if you watch uh, Billions, he's Dollar Bill. And he's someone on House of Cards, too. But I don't know who it is. Sorry. Uh, But he's kind of one of those guys that you're like, oh, I see him everywhere. And I don't know who he is. Well, his name's Kelly O'Coin. So the next time you see him, you can say hey. Uh, But that was really fun. And he actually used the Her Fantasy Football cheat sheet. Uh, to draft with, so uh, he yeah, just he retweeted that and everything today. Yeah, absolutely. So he's actually listened to our show since the beginning, and he thanked us for his championship because uh, we were the ones that told him to start Tim Hightower. So we were adamant. I love those thank yous. Those are my yeah, favorite. Yeah, they are the best.
0: And that brings us to make sure you go to HerFantasyFootball.com to get our updated rankings every week and our essential cheat sheet, draft sheet. Cheat That's sheet, right? What I just said it was.
1: It's just her fantasy football slash cheat sheet, and we update it often, almost every day. Sometimes we'll skip a day, but almost every day, you're <laughs> going to get good info.
0: Yes, and I will be using mine tonight at the draft that I my husband is putting on. So, um, so funny. We we're supposed to have the draft on Tuesday, and then Yahoo's system just like kaputted and kicked us all off, and like wouldn't let us draft. And my husband, I didn't realize he got into like this thing before the draft, and he's like, looks like one of the Hawaiian men at the, you know, the And like, So <sighs> I put myself up, and he's like pounding on his chest.
2: All for not. All for naught. Wow. wow.
0: All for to sit on the couch and just get angry, and he says I left a very colorful email for Yahoo. So
2: colorful is one of my Yahoo. favorite adjectives. Because you colorful. know it's bad. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah a colorful yeah. email. Well, he didn't show it to me before he sent it, so it must have been really bad because he did not want me to censor him.
2: I always think, like, how many bad words in the rainbow did you use? Because I that's know I'd right, use a lot right. if I was going to have a colorful email.
0: Well, we are all ready for our draft, so let's get you ready for yours. We're going to go match-up by matchup through this week two of preseason, team-by-teams, must-drafts, sleepers, don't-drafts some in between. Who knows? It's going to get crazy, but we're going to start it off and get the show rolling. Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Just news just in. Kicker Caleb Sturgis. Yes, kickers matter. We're going to start off the show with one of those because this story is too good. Suffered a concussion during warm-ups from somebody what? kicking the ball into his head. <laughs> Someone did that
1: okay, on professional
0: football games? are lead? not you, funny, what? right? And, and he actually is competing for his job right now. Also not funny that he has to be sitting out this game against Pittsburgh. But the fact that the kicker got a concussion from somebody kicking in his head, I just... Do we know who the assailant was? Hit the kicker in the head. Somebody pumped the ball. Right into the kicker's head. It's just so 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 great on so many different levels. So I just had to add that in because I just it's saw that horrible. What's wrong with these people?
1: This is a football team. What's <laughs> wrong with you?
0: Well I'm
2: hoping
1: it wasn't on purpose.
2: No, you are Get it from Cody Parkey
0: being like, I want this job. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: uh, if it was Cody Parkey, that would make news. If well, not, it's just kind of sad and a weird coincidence. But You might hear from weird. us a few
0: times of people getting in scruffles at practice because they're going up against an, another team to practice um, during the week. Um, so who knows? Maybe it was the kicker from the opposing team. You know, it gets crazy. It gets crazy. But let's move on to some other players in my must-draft category. I have Ryan Matthews. He's going in late fifth, early sixth round at the ADP of 59. We have him ranked at 21. He's only had one season with 16 games. So that's just something you're just going to have to know you're getting yourself into, that you have an injury-prone dude. Um, rumor has it it's going to be like a lot of one-two punch with sprawls, which is a sleeper for me. Um, his ADP is 150, he's not even getting draft most places, but he's a great PPR option. Um, he had 83 rushing attempts for 317 yards and 3 touchdowns, but he had 55 receptions last year for similar, for 388 uh, receiving yards, um, but 2 punt return, touchdowns, and 0 fumbles. For a man of shocking. 33 years young. That's pretty impressive that not only is he not getting hurt, he's playing all of his games, but he's not fumbling the ball either. So um, he's definitely a sleeper in PPR leagues only, but I think they're going to be using him a lot more this year with the Ryan Matthews duo. Um, but I still like Ryan Matthews. Don't be too concerned. Um, Jordan Matthews, on the other hand, suffered a bruised bone, um, but should be back before game one, week one of regular season. Um, his ADP is 77; it's going down a little bit, so you're gonna only find more value in him. Zach Ertz. I just want to like compare. So Coach Patterson is the new coach for Philadelphia. He comes from Kansas City's OC coach or offensive coach, and I just want to compare Kansas City's tight end situation now with Zach Ertz, okay? It's not all going to be equivalent. This isn't the same player per se, but over 20% of the targets were two tight ends last year. That's a very good ratio going into this year with Mr. Zach Ertz, you guys. I think that's fabulous, and they have worded that they're going to be using him a lot. Well, so, do they have? Thumbs up.
2: Well, now they here. have Doriel Green Beckham.
0: Well, they don't have... Well, so they do have Doriel Green Beckham, but this is my thing with Doriel Green Beckham. They have a lot of... Okay. Subpar receivers. Yeah, subpar receivers. <laughs> exactly. Um, a lot of them. Which well, supposedly, oh. Ruben
1: Randall is like a cancer.
0: All on my own sure. draft list. Ruben Randall, coach says that he's not impressed and that he might not even make the team. I mean, that's crazy for a guy who had over 700 yards and six touchdowns last year. That's sometimes the way the cookie crumbles. Nelson Aguilar, he's having a tough time in camp and can't catch balls. That's frustrating.
1: Okay. I remember that from last year.
0: Just picked up Darrell Green-Beckham. Let's pray to God that it's not the system here that's broken. It's just those two players. But as of right now, if your draft isn't for two weeks, keep an eye on them. Don't make any rash moves. I wouldn't draft them as of today.
2: Well, and Dorel Green-Beckham looked piss poor on his former team at training camp. Hence why they decided they didn't need him and traded him. So uh, right? there's, it's just a there's clearly this bad preparation in period from him and some other players in terms of training camp and what they need to move forward uh, to actually be at that next level as a wide receiver in the NFL.
0: And they just and can't cut awesome. it. there's going to be only one wide receiver really to think about. So that's great for the running backs. That's great for Zach Ertz. And that's great for Jordan Matthews. So it's winning for our top guys anyways.
1: The Jordan Matthews hate went way too far anyway. So now he's still cheap and he's of value because they don't have anyone else to throw it to. I was that's like, right. who else? Absolutely. Who else? Yep.
0: And the bruised the bruised bone doesn't seem to be as big of a deal, so um, just watch it as preseason goes out. Pittsburgh Steelers, Brandon.
1: All right. Well, uh, must draft is obviously Antonio Brown. Uh, I have to double check, but I believe at least seventy five percent of my leagues that I've already drafted, and I've drafted it in at least twenty. So we're talking about a lot of drafts here. You're doing twenty at again, At least Brandon? at yeah, yeah it's Brandon. Scary. Uh, and I haven't even done any of my family or home leagues or the ones that I care about yet. These are just industry things, It's really aggravating. But anyway, I just want to warn you. I believe at least 75%, maybe 100% of the people who got Le'Veon Bell in the first round, because he's still a first-round pick, did not get D'Angelo Williams around the sixth. Someone else took him. So buyer beware. Courtney's that person. There yeah. There is one in every bunch. Did they take
2: them earlier than the sixth or were these people just foolish and didn't grab them in the sixth?
1: Well I think the problem is is that if you take a six round pick that person should be your every week starter this is the problem you have to take two guys that are definitely not going to be starting every single week now between them they are but you it basically it's two for the price of one in the wrong direction
2: yeah, mm-hmm. but we, we
1: warned you that you can't,
0: spot
1: but we yeah. warned you you can't take Bell and not take Williams. Yeah, but people but people are missing out because people are are reaching for Williams, especially people that are in this zero RB thing, which is a very popular trend right now where everyone's waiting on running backs. They're loading up on wide receivers. So they get to the sixth round. They go, okay, now I'll get a running back. And you know what? I'm going to start with D'Angelo Williams because I know I can get four good weeks out of this guy, and then I can get someone on
0: waivers. That's what they're thinking. So, right, and there's plenty of teams at, that don't have, like, amazing running backs where you might sneak in and be able to get a guy. It's starting out for other teams. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so,
1: so it's not that even that people are being deceitful or trying to really screw your Le'Veon Bell team. It's that they need D'Angelo Williams. They have their own strategies. So just buyer beware. I feel like it's a really tough situation. and I'm just personally not invested in it. Otherwise, obviously he would be a must draft, but uh, weed. You know, it happens. Uh, in deep leagues, there's this guy named Eli Rogers. Welcome to the NFL, Mr. Rogers. Uh, He's a wide receiver. He's actually a slot guy. They haven't had a big-time slot guy like this in a long time. Um, This is actually his second year. He was at all of the season last year with a foot injury. But he is good to go. And let me tell you, Sammy Coates bobbled or fumbled three of his four catches uh, last week. So uh, I don't think he's that bad. I want to be clear. Now, he said he's never fumbled since even playing kid pop Warner Ball, literally ever. I don't know if maybe that's true. But I certainly think he's better than what we saw. But at the end of the day, they named Marcus Wheaton the starter. And Marcus Wheaton's going at the end of the ninth, And Sammy Coates is going at the beginning of the 10th. That doesn't make any sense. But we
2: knew Wheaton was going to be the starter. At least we, that's what we, we've we all said that a few weeks ago. And he yeah. should be the starter.
1: But, but, so good but, value.
2: I'll take him in the ninth.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would take him in the 9th. But, but my question is why then take Sammy Coates right after that when it may actually be Eli Rogers who has the job ahead of him. That's true. You know, he might get more playing time, so I don't know. Now, I just wanted to bring that up. You know, Eli Rogers just had one single target, but he caught it for eight yards. The thing is, he's kind of been a camp guy. They love him there, and he is starting in place of Wheaton and Antonio Brown while they're out, along with Sammy Coates. Ben Roethlisberger is on my do-not-draft list. 21 touchdowns to 16 interceptions is not what you want. There are a lot of injury issues. He actually uh, tied with Matt Ryan for the third most interceptions in the league with only playing in 12 games. Four of his 12 games, he went for less than 12 fantasy points. Um, so, as a quarterback, it's just not good enough. You you can't win uh, games like that. Also, single uh, touchdown games as well. Ladarius Green, this is really sad, and then uh, I'm out on the Steelers here, but he's dealing with headaches from concussions. It's really scary. I moved him down to, I think, 22 or 23. I'm thinking about taking him off my rankings entirely. Uh, he's thinking about retirement. Retirement. You never want to hear that about a player. It's really sad. Now we weren't high on him, anyways. So luckily, if you listen to this show, you weren't drafting him early. So uh, unless something crazy happened, um, but either way, it's just worth saying. And you know, just these guys put themselves out there. It's it's tough stuff. So, but I think I'm. I, I just feel so creepy about it. I think I'm going to take him off entirely.
0: The that, that is yeah. not
1: funny. No, it is
0: not. It is It'll not funny. was funny. Ladarius Green, not funny. It's not green, not funny. Green. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals the Detroit Lions
2: So you've got your obvious must drafts in AJ Green, Giovanni Bernard, Jeremy Hill I will say Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard are both being highly undervalued in my opinion mm. Agreed So Jeremy Hill wow. is going in the end of the 4th beginning of the 5th round and Giovanni Bernard is going in the 7th to 8th round Now Jeremy Hid- Jeremy Hill excuse me did injure his hand in the last preseason game. He didn't return to the game, but I don't foresee this being a major issue. Do not freak out. Um, and he was being undervalued even prior to the hand injury. So, this is a possibility for you to snag somebody for some great value who generally always falls into the top 15 running backs every year. Uh, and Giovanni Bernard always falls in the top 20. So, you got really great value here. Now, we have discussed Tyler Eifert. We're, we're kind of, we're waiting our breath on this guy right here. But let's talk a little bit about Tyler Boyd. He's been performing really well in training camp. And Coach Marvin Lewis went on to say that he has exceeded his expectations and that, you know, he's really grasping everything and running with it. This is a guy you got to look out for. And we've talked about it beforehand because Brandon feels that Brandon LaFell is useless and that Tyler Boyd will be the guy. And Courtney likes Brandon LaFell, and I fall somewhere in the middle. Rookie of the year, Tyler Boyd. Um, hmm.
0: I'm not against just, Tyler Boyd. I like Tyler Boyd, too. I just don't think Brandon LaFelle is as poo-poo as he writes think.
2: It's true. Well, so, yes, I would agree with that. So Brandon LaFell, excuse me, um, he has a torn ligament in his hand, which does have me a little concerned, as he has been drop C McGee since he entered the NFL. <laughs> and now if we've got a potentially hurt hand... Oh, I, I don't know about that. Tyler Boyd is going to be slotted as a number three receiver in the slot. I think he will do incredibly well there, um, and he's going really late. He's borderline not even being drafted. He's a 69th wide receiver off the board. Slash, he goes in the 21st round if you even have 21 rounds in your draft. So, this is a guy to definitely keep your eye on, uh, and you can get him for really sneaky value at the very end, who may end up being the wide the wide receiver number two for this
0: team. Detroit, Brandon.
1: Oh, man, you know, this week I kind of got ragey. Uh, the whole Marvin Jones is actually the wide receiver one conversation was just so bizarre. It really kind of threw me off my game. The play fact of the matter is, and uh, this is crazy, Matthew Stafford tied Ale- with Alex Smith for 36th in the league as far as average depth per throw. Mm, 36th. There are 32 teams in the NFL. Just want to put that out there. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not fuzzy math, people. Real Not math, math, right there. Real math. Did so many quarterbacks played; they are ranked that low. Uh, you know, listen. I, you know, Golden Tate's kind of known for the short passes. He only averaged 5.8 yards per throw um, as far as uh, you know his depth. But then he's averaging six yards after the catch. That's what he's known for. He's very gritty. He gets those extra yards, and that's why they love him. So in other words, he's a great fit for Matthew Stafford, and I don't care if he dropped a couple balls at practice. He's not known for dropping the ball, so I'm fine with Golden Tate. Uh, Marvin Jones is the deep threat, and I'm sorry. If a guy's 36 in the league for depth per target, I don't think the deep threat's going to be the wide receiver one. Nothing against Marvin Jones. It's just math. So, hmm. Those are my thoughts on that? Um, as far as my sleepers are concerned, Zach Zenner keeps coming back. ZZ Top. Mm. No, no. I'm not on this one. Get on it. You not should on get it. on it. Don't sleep on him. All I'm saying is in the first preseason outing, he carried the ball seven times. Uh, Then he caught all three of his targets for 15 yards. He just looked good. He's scrappy. He's a big-bodied guy, but he's short. I just love everything about this guy. And so does the team. And they actually said they don't care about getting one person a ton of carries, so I think he's going to be involved. And if you're looking for a cheap, cheap, Flex play, someone that you can just kind of get at the very end of your draft. He's not in the top uh, one or top 200 when it comes to ADP, so he is your last round kind of guy, and I love it. Um, and then Anquan Bolden, same thing. You know, he's not in the top 200 either. Uh, he looked great, and I'm a little concerned with him taking some uh, touches away from Golden Tate because he usually is also another short-distance uh, short guy. But the thing is, again... That's what Matt Stafford does, short distance. So if he has two options, I actually don't hate that, especially because Eric Ebron still isn't healthy. So he's not quite on my do not draft list, but he's almost there. And right now he uh, is... Kind of getting showed up uh, unfairly, you know, because he's hurt, by this guy named Cole Wick. Cole Wick is an undrafted guy, a rookie that's really been blowing it up at camp. If you talk to anyone in the Detroit beat writing community, they just love this guy. So, um, it, uh, listen, Eric Ebron was a first-round pick. They are invested in this guy. They will play him. However, they aren't going to rush him back if they feel like this Cole Wick guy can fill in okay. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of cuts both ways. I don't know if I like that. And since Ebron's had issues with injuries, I'm concerned overall. So, um, yeah. So that's the state of the Detroit Lions.
0: Atlanta Falcons at the Cleveland Browns. Brandon, those Falcons. Well, it's a Kyle Shanahan offense. So Her favorite. Your favorite. Her yeah. favorite. Uh-huh. Well, this so is great it's for analysis. The cover. It's the easiest team to cover. The best. The best.
1: Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman, the man who is the next Matt Forte. And by the way, Matt Forte is never the number one running back. Never the number one. But have you ever regretted having Matt Forte on your fantasy football team? Never. Nope. Same with Devontae Freeman. Exact same measurements. Measurables. That's the word I wanted to use. Uh, As far as sleepers are concerned, though, I am going to put Matt Ryan in there. How well
0: do you know these two, Brandon? (laughs) (laughs) She's never regretted it. Uh, I've never Never regretted regretted it. it. (laughs) Uh uh. No. (laughs) Never.
1: (laughs) All that measuring Yeah, it paid off. Um Matt Ryan is a sleeper because uh, last year he was fifth in yards for passing and 17th in touchdowns. They were just terrible in the red zone. I don't think yeah. it'll be the I think that was a fluke. It was a fluke. I think you can feel like that's going to even out a little bit. Uh, it's the second year in that offense. I feel good about it. Right now he's going off the boards in the 12th round as the 19th quarterback overall. That's crazy. You know, I got him uh, actually last night. My two quarterbacks were Andy Dalton and Matt Ryan, and I was delighted.
2: I got Matt Ryan in our auction league for like $8. But all the developers were going for like in the 20s and 30s. And I was like, steal. This is a
1: steal. I just, who, yeah. I mean, is it yeah. is it a great pick? Like the ones that people go, oh, wow, great pick, man. No. Uh, but it's going to get me through my league. And I, yep. I feel good about that. So the don't draft list is really everyone else. That I just wanted you to know Jacob Tammy is still listed as the starting tight end. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure, Jacob Tammy. the longest draft possible with SiriusXM with Lisa Ann as well. We're going on three and a half weeks right now. And Jason Tammy is still on the board. Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> 60 Jason. people in like 30 rounds. Disrespect. <laughs> it's like we're in the 18th round and Jacob Tammy is still on the board. Joseph Tammy. Tammy. Oh, my God. I just a lot of good J names, yeah. yeah. How about the Browns? Well, on the
1: must-draft list is definitely Duke Johnson, big exceptional PPR guy considering he had 61 receptions his rookie season. Isaiah Crowell, though, is going in the ninth round, and he is technically the starting running back. So, yeah. I mean, again, I, I just don't want you to ignore this guy.
0: He's such value in the ninth value. And, and then, Gary... Ashley and I are splitting the Cleveland backs in our, in our auction draft with Brad Evans. So I've got Duke, and Ashley has Isaiah, so we'll see. Well,
1: it's PPR, isn't it? Half point. Half point. Well, that might be about the same. Um, Gary Barnage is back and healthy and a must draft. Love him. Uh, sleepers, all the wide receivers. Corey Coleman is going to be back for the third preseason game. He had been hurt. They just kind of held him up for precautionary purposes. But he's done really well in uh, practice. And he had 20, touchdowns last year at Baylor. Not career, in one year. She just has a nose for the end zone. I love him. And Terrell Pryor, you can laugh all you want. But and I, I feel like I'm one year ahead on my sleepers sometimes where you know he and Bruce Ellington, I was one year ahead, but I was into it. Uh, you know listen, he caught two of his three targets for 57 yards in the opener. right now he's burning it up again. Uh, it's great. Andrew Hawkins actually, I talked to Mary Kay Cabot of one of the beat writers for the Cleveland Browns. She actually said to keep your eye out. He is technically listed as a sleeper, but he was dealing with a hamstring injury. Don't draft, I'm still not sold on RG3 and I have a huge problem with Josh Gordon going the sixth round at the same time as Alan Hearn. Larry Fitzgerald, Emmanuel Sanders, and John Brown. Give me a break. Stop it. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> it is crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. Right? And I think I have the exact same note here. I'm talking about. It might have been Emmanuel Sanders. who is was like, I can't believe people are drafting him after they draft Josh Gordon. That makes me sick to my stomach. Goo. Goo. Stop yourself. Love it. I'm out. Chicago Bears, the New England Patriots, the Bears. I still have in my must draft Kevin White. He's going in the ninth. Ninth round. It's just too good of value to say don't draft him. Um, Jeremy Langford, um, 52 off the board. Uh, we have him ranked at 25. Rumors say that he will be sharing the ball in the backfield. To me, share away, you are getting a running back that has the fourth easiest schedule. And that's going to say something. So I wouldn't reach for him, but if you can get him right where you should, I think I would feel good about it. Sleepers, last week I put Alshon Jeffrey in the don't draft list. And I still believe that you shouldn't draft him. But it's not because of his talent or his targets. It's simply because of injuries. And maybe I'm giving this guy too much of a hard time on his injury and laying off on others. But I just feel like when Stefania Bell says, I'm not drafting this guy, we should listen to that. She's like the top expert and fantasy injuries for all athletes. Baseball, football doesn't matter. You need to just take a moment and say, okay, she's not drafting him based off injury. Then I shouldn't draft him either. All right. So um, that's where my feeling is with this. I'm not going to waste a third round pick on him. Um, he did manage to get into the uh, into it with the Patriots. Um, Defensive guy that won the Super Bowl for them, Butler, um, at joint practice. So maybe he's not that injured, but to me, I'm just staying away still. And for Zach Miller, he's on my don't draft list. Miller came back to practice after suffering a concussion and then was sidelined again. So tight ends are risky enough if they're going to be part of the offense that game, but to not even know if they're going to be able to play or not constantly is not my cup of tea, so not great. Great news for a sleeper tight end for you. Brandon, what about the Patriots? Must we? I know. I mean, really, really.
1: All right, Julian Edelman is still a must draft for me, especially in PPR leagues. For whatever reason, he's getting a lot of hate. People aren't drafting him. I think it's the injury scare. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Rob Gronkowski, we did have a scare this week. It's fine. There are a lot of good first-round picks out there, though. He's not getting on my team in a lot of them because I just don't like my team when I'm done. But uh, certainly his talent is Undeniable. Sleepers are LeGarrette Blunt because, uh, you know, it, listen, it's game script dependent, but he's going to be involved, you guys. And this is especially important because we're going to get to Dion Lewis here in a minute. Uh, and also, you know, James White's getting a ton of looks as well. Both of them are going off the board way late, ninth round for Blunt. And James White is often not drafted at all. So um, definitely pay attention to that. They'll do a one-two punch. If uh, Deion Sims can't or Dion Lewis can't get back, and Chris Hogan maybe uh, is a really, really, really late sleeper, but to me he's a bi week fill-in and a two time play. Uh, definitely when they face the Buffalo Bills, because you know that's what Belichick loves, right that's there. True. Uh, do not draft though. Uh, Tom Brady again. I, you know he's out for four games. You need to win. You know a large portion of the 13 games to get into your finals. I just, you know, and then he has a horrible schedule. And Dion Lewis, conflicting reports as to whether or not he's even going to be ready by week one. You know, we keep going back and forth on that, let alone see any preseason action. And, you know, he spent two years in Philadelphia before he came to the New England Patriots, and he only carried the ball 36 times for 171, uh, 171 yards and caught three passes for 21 yards total and no touchdowns whatsoever. I'm not saying that he wasn't great last year, sure, in the games that he played, uh, but it's a very small sample size, and especially for a guy we can't see.
2: I love when I get a text from Brandon really early in the morning saying, is that where you want Dion Lewis in your
1: rankings? I just—it to- <laughs> is crazy, though. You have really, Ashley has taken the hate to Dion Lewis to like hes on—he's the last running back on the front page of our tiered draft sheet, and it is hilarious. You are like little right. fingers in the
2: air. I am putting both fingers up in the air. I am doing everyone a favor here because there is so much talk about him that is unwarranted. Ashley's doing oh. her own Beyonce
1: Lemonade. I album am right now, just right. about Dion <laughs> I couldn't I, believe
2: I, it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, was, I, I think I texted back in my pajamas, barely awake, being like, "You're damn right, that's where he belongs." <laughs> I <was> like, Okay, <laughs> just just wanted
1: to check before I publish it. <laughs> just, I mean, yeah, hey, I, it's a bold. I mean, it's, it's bold. I like it. Hopefully, Raiders at the Green Bay Packers, Brandon. Right, Latavius Murray is still the starter, guys. Sorry, you need to draft him. And actually, I'm not sorry. He got over a thousand yards, three hundred seven touches, yeah. only six touchdowns, but he's fine. The team believes in him. Sorry, but it's because
2: it's preseason, so they freak out because they see uh, Washington and Atkinson run, and they're like they getting
1: nervous. But again, don't don't freak out. Yeah, yeah. So, and then there's also Tywan Jones. Yep. So there's kind of this three-headed monster behind them. I'm cool with drafting them as handcuffs because none of them are going off the board that early. Washington's going off a lot earlier than the others, but George Atkinson's is certainly a big part of what's going on right now. And then uh, Tywan Jones, but you know, uh, and then don't sleep on Michael Crabtree. He's still part of the team. I don't understand. <laughs> he's a big part of the team. And Amari Cooper, actually, they came out and said that he was dealing with the plantar fasciitis for the majority of the season last year. So he's not dealing with that now. That's good news. Uh, and he should be fine for drafting as well. Uh, Clive Walford is also in the sleeper pick. Uh, you know, Zach Miller with his injuries, maybe we're leaning more time towards Clive Walford as kind of a breakout guy. Third-round pick, they like him. They want him to have a larger role. He usually goes undrafted, so why not? Why not? There's no one that I don't like on this team. Uh, And, you know, I even like them at their current ADPs. They are actually
0: a value team. Yeah. Brad Evans wanted to bet me $50, which I don't bet over a quarter people. This is why I didn't bet, unless it's, you know, legit. um, That Mariota was going to get more fantasy points than Derek Carr. And if Uh, I bet, if I was a betting woman, you guys, I would put it all down on that. Please. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I laughed when somebody was like Mariota for sixteen dollars. I was like, sold. <laughs> Who would take that? Who would take him for that much money? Was, Ashley said, she got Matt Ryan for eight bucks. Yep. And, and, for, and some... like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I couldn't even. I couldn't there even are
1: Mariota believers out there, and they're they're truthers, and they just won't step down. And that's I love truth.
0: Mariota. Don't get me wrong, but you know you need to back sure. off the lunge. It's just because he's a good person doesn't mean that he's going to win you fantasy championships. And it's even so if he's cool. a good quarterback, they want to run the ball all the time. Yeah, like that's all right. the time. It's like that's Alex good. Smith light. Tennessee. All right, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Jordy Nelson is off the pub list. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Trying to see if he has any setbacks, which is the major concern leading up into Week One. But yay, he's back. That's encouraging. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the second quarterback off the off the board. So if you want him, you have to go for him. He does have the sixth easiest schedule. Um, Randall Cobb. He's another guy that people are kind of, you know, forgetting about with the Michael Crabtrees and the Emmanuel Sanders and the Alan Herns of the world. It's like running back twos. Some of them are amazing. They're not all uh, Philadelphia's wide receiver twos. <laughs> Eddie Lacy's ADP is 18. Again, if you guys want these players, you have to go and get them. Uh, and that's really all I have to say for Green Bay. You know you want them. Go and get them. Minnesota Vikings, the Seattle Seahawks. I feel like this is
2: one of those teams I'm just going to be funky about all year. You know, where... I'm now going to piss off Minnesota Vikings fans, and I'm sorry. But it's weird. I mean, is an automatic draft. That's a given. Where it gets tricky for me is the wide receivers. And I just can't quite wrap my head around how I feel about them. Because we got Laquan Treadwell, who had four catches on five targets for 41 yards against the Bengals in preseason week one, which is pretty good, right? I'm okay with that. It's not horrible. But then he t- we got Charles Johnson, who technically is a starter, but they feel that Laquan Treadwell is going to surpass Charles Johnson on the depth chart. But you had Charles Johnson, who had one catch. And Graham only one catch, but it was for a touchdown. And it was a 49 yard catch. So we've got this really weird, sticky wide receiver situation again in Minnesota, which I don't like. And then With a Stephon Diggs, the quarterback who's yeah, dicey.
0: The offense doesn't do anything but run.
2: And they're, a, yeah, and they're exactly. They are a run first offense. So I, I, don't know, I, well, I want to call them sleepers. I'm just, I'm very cautious on them because Stephon Diggs apparently has been very impressive uh, in camp. So they really like what's going on with that. Last year he struggled in press coverage, but they're moving him around a lot more this year to be able to open him up, and that should help things out. But again, it's a run-first offense. So for me, I'm a little dicey. Now, granted, you can get Stefan Diggs in the 10th uh, and Laquan Treadwell in the 12th, and Charles Johnson isn't even being drafted. doesn't even have an ADP. But I just, you know, don't put all your eggs into a basket with these guys. Jarek McKinnon, he has seen some increased reps because of AP's not fully 100% hamstring. So if you have AP, I do recommend that you handcuff yourself because I do think Jarek McKinnon will be worth something if AP goes out. I do think he can do something. He's not one of these useless handcuffs that's not going to get you any points. He's he's capable of still putting up some points for you. And then on my don't drafts, always and forever, Cordell Patterson.
0: Is he still on yep. the team?
2: Yep
1: memories <laughs> like a corner of my mind. So I always I
0: uh. have a love relationship with a Minnesota wide receiver. Like I just always did. I drafted Cordell Patterson thinking this is going to be wonderful. Last year yeah. I did Charles Johnson. Johnson. I, mean, I even named my draft, I mean my um, league name after him. Partly after him. And that was a complete bust. I ended up dropping him. I mean... I have to stay away from Minnesota's wide receiver four.
2: They're always tempting. They're always tempting, but I just stay away.
1: Yep. I'm into Diggs this year. I think if that's you're going to take I'm, one, it's Diggs, but It, it digs. Is. but... And I like Laquan Chardwell, too. I like that they're so late. The, the expectations are low. Cardero, pa, Cordero Patterson, remember he went in, like, the fourth round or something? Oh, like my gosh. Here, it was crazy. I mean, at least with these guys, you can get them in, like, double-digit rounds. I think I got Stefan Diggs last night in, like, the... 11th round, 10th round, something like that. It's was a long way. I was like, this is crazy. That's okay. I don't need him to be great if he's my 10th round pick. But my 5th right. round pick, I do. That's yeah.
0: right. True, it's true, just a little true, dicey. Brandon. Ashley, what about the Hawks?
2: The Seattle Seahawks. Uh, our must drafts are givens. Russell Wilson. We've got Doug Baldwin. Uh, Thomas Rawls, who participated in Team Drills Monday for the first time this offseason, so that is exciting. We are getting our first looks at Rawls uh, in terms of a camp. But we've got a bit of a running back situation, per usual. I will not go into my rant of hate for Christian Michael that I did on our XM show, um, just because I'll be nice. But he rushed for 44 yards on seven carries against the Chiefs. And Pete Carroll's comments are what has me um, concerned, if you are a Thomas Rawls owner or you are looking to go for Thomas Rawls. He says that when Thomas Rawls returns, it will be a little one-two punch that he's really excited about between Rawls and Christian Michael. I hate this. This is the worst news of the week. Literally the worst news of the week. And we've got Alex Collins in the mix, who they really like. And you've got C.J. Procise, who honestly may not even make the team. He's allegedly potentially on the bubble because he's going to miss the first two weeks of training camp. He still isn't healthy with his hamstring injury. So we've just got a really weird running back situation on our hands, and I don't like it at all. I need to see Rawls healthy. I need to see exactly what's going to be happening with this one-two punch because Rawls is going in the third. And that is far too early for me to take a running back that's going to be part of a one-two punch, in my opinion. So that's pretty much what we got in terms of sleepers. Other than Jimmy Graham, who's not really a sleeper, but he's been activated off the pup list, so I just want to throw a little news that way. And a potential sleeper we will mention is Paul Richardson, who agreed with me, Greg Bell, from the News Tribune on our show, that he is a potential guy. Don't draft him, but just kind of keep him in mind in case you need somebody like during bye weeks. Because he's not going to be a guy that's going to go off the board. He's not even has an ADP right now. But he is a guy that could potentially score you some points. Or in fantasy, in daily fantasy, he's a guy you could throw in really super cheap. So when Stephon
0: Diggs is a bust, you can pick up that guy. Yes. I'm exactly. Exactly. All right, the New York Jets at Washington Redskins. Ashley, the Jets.
2: Brandon Marshall given Eric Decker given. Matt Forte, also a Giffen. But he is participating in individual drills starting on Sunday. So this is good news. He will definitely be ready to play by week one is what we are hearing. Uh, and there's potential that he should be back by the third preseason game to actually get a look at him in preseason with the Jets offense. So I'm really excited to see just how they gel together. Blau Pal for me is a sleeper we talked about last week. That hasn't changed. But what's interesting is they did sign Anton Smith. Remember our buddy Anton Smith from the. Anton.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, Mr. I, I only go 60 yards for a carry and then never get. Another I, I never get put like, back. Touch. In. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Mr. 60. did like the, the, one like, ball wonder
1: each week? Yeah, every week he like ran it into a touchdown for 60 yep, yards out or yep. something. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anton, we miss you. Welcome back. Welcome back, Betty. Welcome back. <laughs> We're gonna call him that, the one ball wonder. One ball wonder. One ball
0: Wonder, wonder.
2: Yeah. So, I'm intrigued what this could mean for Bilal Powell because Bilal Powell has been one of my trusty guys that I go to that I can get so crazy low, especially in PPR leagues, that scores me decent points every week. I think Powell is still the guy, but I, I'm intrigued with the addition of Smith. So, we'll have to keep our eyes open on that one. I'm hoping we're going to get a little bit more clarification around that uh, this week or certainly by week three of the preseason. But Ryan Fitzpatrick said he really likes a guy named Quincy. I cannot say this name. Unowa. Unowa. Is that right? Mm. Uh, anyway, he Fitzpatrick I went to know. say that he could develop into a big time weapon for the offense. He had a team high 69 yards in the air for uh, in the preseason game against the Jags. So he's someone that Fitzpatrick really likes. So anyone Fitzy likes, I like because I love Fitzy and. He can do Neuron in my book. So keep an eye open for him. Again, this is not a guy that's going to be drafting. But this is the time of year, especially right now in like week two, week one of preseason, where y- your starters get no rep time. They basically play one one play, one series down the field, and they're off. So these are the time when you need to look at guys to kind of make little mental notes to yourself and be like, okay, who was that guy in preseason that did really well in case you've got somebody that gets hurt, in case Deckard goes down and gets hurt, or Marshall gets hurt? Keep thinking of these guys. He's got to be quick to the waiver wire to pick them up. Um, I don't draft for the same as last week in terms of Kellen Davis and Jason Morrow. Why bother? Why bother? They don't really throw their tight ends.
0: Nope. All right, Brandon. Washington. Yeah, let's talk about some Washington. Uh, Deshaun
1: Jackson's maybe my favorite eighth-round pick you can make. Uh, lovely. Love him. He's healthy. Lovely. I'm all in. Uh, Jordan Reed, Yeah. I feel fine about it. He actually isn't going that high in comparison. (laughs) You know, to a guy that basically had comparable stats in Gronk last year. He's kind of going, you know, in the Greg Olson area. And I think he deserves to be there. You know, I'm probably waiting a little bit and going Greg Olson instead, but like, I can't blame you. Sleepers, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Supposedly this guy's a sleeper, even though he had the highest completion percentage in the NFL last year. Supposedly he has a better handle on the offense now, even. So that's crazy. And Jamison Crowder is a guy that everyone from Washington's talking about. Uh, You know, he has a hamstring issue, uh, but everyone loves him right now. a rookie. He had 59 catches for 604 yards and two touchdowns, but they consider him kind of an all-around talent, and they're really big on him this year, and you can take him late, 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 so uh, another sleeper for you. The don't draft list, Matt Jones blew it in his uh, preseason game, and actually, we were maybe going to interview him on the Bleacher Report radio show, and um, they couldn't get a hold of him. I think he's just having a rough time. There's a lot of pressure on this guy. Um they think he is definitely <laughs> it. But let me tell you, he had Don't do Trey point... Mason
0: on us, Matt.
1: Hey, don't do it, man. Don't, don't do leave.
0: It. No, no stay with us. Stay
1: with us. So he averaged 3.4 yards per carry last season. And just to let you know, Jamal Charles has never averaged under five yards per carry. Just FYI for comparison. Um, and then he has fumbling issues, bad preseason. I don't know. It's just you got to watch it. Uh, Chris Thompson is one of those guys. Keith Marshall also had a bad Preseason outing. I, they have a lot of problems in that running back area, but they're going to have to get it together because they are an NFL franchise. So Do they have to do it together? Do well, someone they? has to do something. I think
2: so. They don't. <laughs> we saw it last year. They don't actually. They didn't actually. A running game at all last year.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Cheers. You, are,
1: you guys are so right. You guys are so right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, as I said, draft Kirk Cousins, Um, and then Josh Doxson, you don't have to draft him. Do not draft him. Please do not draft him because he's either not going to play at the beginning of the season or he's going to be eased in at the beginning of the season. Someone will drop him. You can pick him up in week six and maybe he'll blow up later. You do not need to draft him.
0: So we've got Washington that doesn't need running backs. We have Minnesota that doesn't need wide receivers. Yes. We have Denver that doesn't need a quarterback. So I think we've we just need to find the team. Oh, New Orleans doesn't need defenses. That's it. We got it, guys. We're all covered. And Jets don't need tight ends along with the Cardinals. I I love it. I'm into it. And the Miami Dolphins apparently. And the Eagles don't need a kicker. The Eagles don't need a team. They're just there. Yeah, Giants. They're just like (laughs) flowing. They fly back out like Eagles do. It's, It's very it's very awesome. The Dolphins against the Cowboys. Beauty up. Here we go. Mustards for the Dolphins. Jarvis Landry. Um, that's it. Arian Foster, first preseason game since 2012. This is my thing. This is what I love. These old timer running backs that don't ever do preseason AP, I'm talking to you. They're my favorites because, like, why do you need to see them? You know what they're going to produce, right? But now Arian Foster is, like, fighting for his job. And so he actually has to play in the preseason. So I am very intrigued to see how this all goes down. And talk about a man who's got his head together. Matt Jones needs to sit down and have a serious conversation with Arian Foster, and I guarantee you Foster can whip that man into shape, get the brain where his athletic ability is because that dude, it's like amazing. Hearing Adam Gaze talk about Foster, I mean, it, it clearly Adam Gaze's mind is constantly getting blown by Foster's just – professionalism and the way he absorbs information and Adam Gaze like is all about people learning his offense It isn't always the easiest and Foster's just having no problems whatsoever picking it up so um, he's gonna have to do some serious mentoring with Jay Ajayi, um, who remains unimpressive. My sleepers! Uh, I don't know, Devontae Parker will be playing this preseason game So we'll be able to have a great opportunity to see how he does. This could be one way or the other. It could be like this is one of those people everybody's drafting and is a complete bust or is actually a decent player. Um, His ADP is dropping slightly from 79 to 84. Um, So hopefully he doesn't have any setbacks with his injury. And, of course, my don't draft, as always, for the Dolphins, Cameron Jordan, a.k.a. Jordan Cameron. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't, Don't do, do
1: it. it. The Cowboys. Des Bryant, welcome back, buddy. Welcome back. It was such yeah. a, it was a such an image of beauty seeing that 10-yard touchdown throw from Dak Prescott. And then, you know, my other must draft is Dak Prescott, obviously. um, Just kidding. I'm kind of <laughs> kidding. Hey, if you get Can't Romo, if you get Romo, I'm okay with you drafting I... your second or third quarterback. That's what I was gonna say. I actually I don't believe in that unless you're in a really deep league. But if you're in one of those best ball leagues, I would. They really like him. And and also, I mean, I could see a Brock Osweiler thing happening here. I just I think there's something going on. That's all I'm gonna say. The good news is it made me feel so much better about drafting Des Bryant. I want to do Brock a happy Osweiler. dance.
0: You where like he Garrett comes Rogers? in for a while. Oh, like he stepped in. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. And maybe, you know, Tony Roma comes in and out. I don't know. I it, Something's not right for but me. There's but there's
0: hope in... Behind there's center. hope in Dallas
1: there's I, hope I hope mean, uh, Brandon Whedon is so far in my memory now I can't take it so that's good uh, I'm not a huge fan of taking Ezekiel Elliott in the first round but you know hey he's a worthy guy that obviously is must draft I mean you certainly draft the guy uh, but uh, you know he's going really high It's that's, that's up to you sleepers Jason Witten listen this guy did get 77 receptions last year and that was during a disaster zone if you're in a PPR league right now He's unbelievable. He's going in the 13th round. 13th round. Yeah, I see I see Courtney over there like golf clapping.
0: Value. Woo! Value.
1: Value. He only My had three word. touchdowns, but they couldn't score any touchdowns there. It was a nightmare. If Tony was back, I feel good about it. If Dak Prescott's there, I feel good about it. So uh, I have a very different opinion about uh, Jason Witten now. I think this might be a Witten and Gates year. Heard I hope me. so. Old timers. Old timers, always goodies. Uh, also, Cole Beasley, Tony Romo really, really likes him if Romo's healthy. If Romo's not healthy, I don't think anyone else cares. Um, and then Tony Romo's kind of in that sleeper area, I guess. I don't know. Then the rest of the team kind of gets weird for me. I don't want to put them necessarily on the don't draft. People are talking about Bryce Butler.
0: Nah. No. 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 All right, Arizona Cardinals and San Diego Chargers.
1: This actually might be the easiest game to, or the easiest team to analyze. You draft everybody. Yeah. Except, oh. for they, except for their non-existent tight ends. Just <laughs> People are like, "Oh well, you know, Darren Fells." It's like, stop. Stop talking. Uh, I think David Johnson's actually the number one pick for running backs if you're in a PPR league. I don't even think it's close. Uh, in fact, the GM said he's the best receiving back he's ever seen. 31 yards with three carries in the preseason. I feel good about that. Uh, Carson Palmer says he's never felt better. All right. I like to hear that. Uh, and then all three of the wide receivers are being drafted, and I think they all should be. They're all over the place. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, people are sleeping on him a little bit, so you can get him maybe a little bit later than the other guys. John Brown definitely has the buzz. Uh, but, you know, he, he is in league uh, concussion protocol right now. So I eh, – he's always the buzz. Concussions book. are starting to freak me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And maybe maybe it's just uh, a knee-jerk reaction and I'm going to be fine. So that's not a statistical thing. It's just uh, concussions freaking right, me you're out. You're not
0: the one with the concussion. You're going to be fine. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I, I can't know. take it. No, but I think, like,
1: for me, drafting someone, Once they're, if they're in concussion protocol in the preseason and they get a concussion in the regular season, how long are they going to be out?
0: It's true. Yeah. Do you think
2: you really no question. longer have to sit there and uh, wake somebody up when they have a concussion at night? It's no longer a thing. Hmm. All
0: right. Yeah. I didn't know that, but thanks for educating us. Yeah. You're good. Why don't you go on about educating us with those chargers?
2: Well, there's not a whole lot to educate about. But we'll talk about them anyway. So Keenan Allen, uh, he's going in the end of second, early third. It's a little rich for me, but I'm just down on Keenan Allen always. Um, So that could just be me. I would take him in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, if it was me personally. But that is where he is going. So you have to decide if that is too rich for you or if you find that to be decent value. Now Travis Benjamin is actually who Philip Rivers has been raving about. So mm-hmm. that's something I want you to keep pay attention to because Philip Rivers is by far and away the best quarterback that Travis Benjamin has gotten to work with. And Travis what? Benjamin was wow. able to do decent work. No.
1: Even as oh, a Brown. A Whoa. Whoa. I don't
2: We're, know that gonna, that we're gonna put statement. that down
1: as your bold prediction of this <laughs> year. Very, <bold. here.
2: laughs> Very bold. Bold, bold statement. statement of the week. Yep. Wow. Phillip Rivers is better than the Browns quarterbacks. Yeah. Hugely bold. Uh, but I like the fact that Philip Rivers is developing a chemistry and that he really likes him. I think that is good news because Travis Benjamin is going borderline in the 13th round. So that is great value for a team that basically just airs the ball out all day, every day. So keep your eye on a guy like Travis Benjamin. He's fantastic value before you can get him. Now, Antonio Gates, we've talked about this before, Philip Rivers and Gates, they are nine touchdowns away from surpassing. Steve Young, and Jerry Rice for touchdown connections. So they would then only trail Peyton, lovely, lovely Peyton Manning, and Marvin Harrison for most touchdowns between a quarterback and a pass catcher of any nature, whether that's a tight end or a wide receiver. So, like we have mentioned, he's going to get that. Because Philip Rivers loves Gates, Gates loves Rivers. They are going to make that sweet, sweet magic happen this year. You should target Gates.
0: Open the gates. The river's coming through.
2: It's happening, guys. It's happening,
1: for sure. Got it. I mean, (laughs) I think think they might actually just have Gates sit down in a wheelchair to get him out of there after he gets to eight, but he'll get to eight. He'll get there. Oh, he'll He'll get get there. there. I don't care. I have no doubt.
2: No doubt about it. Um, Sleepers. There's not a whole lot of sleepers on this team, per se, but I do want to talk about Melvin Gordon. So... I feel a little bit better about him, guys, a little bit, after the first preseason game. He rushed three times for 12 yards, which you're going to say, well, eh. but that's still four yards per carry. I'm okay with that. That's not a horrible average thus far compared to last year. And he also had a catch for 44 yards and a touchdown. So to me, that's promising that this line can kind of do something somewhat. And they clearly are investing in him because the Chargers drafted Gordon's college fullback that he played with, Derek Watt, so they clearly are trying to be make him as comfortable and warm and fuzzy as Gordon can possibly feel to get what they can out of him, so while I don't think he's someone you should targeting super early, he's going in the seventh round, I think that's an okay place for him.
0: I would I would if take I was, him in the seventh. If I was rivers, I would have Gordon just carry around my babies all the time, Pract- <laughs> having practice not dropping. Don't drop the ball. Don't drop the babies. And Rivers just keeps popping them out, so he'll just get a new baby every year true. for he Gordon, it. and it's
2: perfect. I'm just saying, I think they're, they're clearly trying to make some moves to make him comfortable. As we know, they said this was a priority to get him in a groove this year. I feel a little bit better after the first preseason game. Not fantastic, but I feel better. I'm, he's not on my completely void list anymore. I put it that way.
0: Carolina Panthers, the Tennessee Titans, the Panthers. Cam Newton, rank number one. Going for quarterback. It's the way it is. If you want him, you gotta take him. I was just, I was just in this league, and the guy took him in the sixth pick overall. You guys can't, can't handle that. But God bless you. No. Him. No. Uh, don't do that, guys. Not worth it. Quarterbacks are deep, and you can draft Cam Newton. That's fine. But in the first round, you're losing your mind. Should be going in the third round, okay? Calvin Benjamin, uh, he's ranked 18th. He seems to be a bit out of shape, unfortunately, which kind of worries me that he might get injured if you're out of shape. Coming off of an injury, it's not my favorite thing. Um, so keep an eye on him and see how he's doing with uh, durations during the camp. How long is he actually on the field playing? Are they constantly taking him off for him to get a breather because that's not great because that they don't have those stops in the NFL. Um, that's just going to be giving Demon Funches that much more opportunity to surpass him. So keep an eye. I'm not saying don't drop him, but this is caution. Uh, Greg Olson, of course, I think we've all agreed that we would wait for him to the fifth round. Um, but he is dealing with back spasms, so I just want to give you the news. Um, he's been missing some practice. Um, so That's another guy you have to keep an eye on on this offense. Jonathan Stewart, um, everyone hasn't Place on the pub, or they had him placed on the pub list at the beginning of the season, um, but not Jonathan Stewart. He's not on the pub list at all. So his injuries seem to be behind him. there of late. Um, I mean, that is until he gets injured again. But he's going into this season healthy, unlike everybody else on Carolina. So that's exciting. Um, you're going to draft Carolina's defense. You're going to draft their kicker, Graham Gano. So that's just an awesome name anyways. Um, your sleepers are going to be the Devin Funches of the world Um, he's the best thing to hit Carolina's training camp they say Um, I said this last week I think he could be the next Eric Decker that wide receiver too that just thrives Um, he really has the opportunity to do that they really like him I think they're gonna give him an opportunity I do think Calvin Benjamin is the clear number one wide receiver there but Devin Funches is a perfect wide receiver to have on your team Um, so this offense could get even better since being in the Super Bowl last year, which is just crazy to me. So I'm not putting anybody on the don't draft list.
2: Ashley, the Titans. So we're finally to uh, the Mariota time, although I don't even mention him because he's not somebody that I think you should draft. Who there you go. should draft, um, Del- Delaney Walker, a given, and DeMarco Murray. Guys, he looked good. He looked really good he rushed six times for 93 yards he had a 71 yard touchdown they're gonna to be running 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 as Valley we pick. said earlier this is why and he's going in the mid fourth round so it's probably about where he should be going but and don't be surprised if his adp continues to go up especially if he has another great preseason game this week. But, like what Courtney said, in terms of Mariota, this is such a rush-first offense. Because even Derrick Henry, who's supposed to be playing in a somewhat of a committee here, he ran 10 times for 74 yards and had a touchdown. So both of them looked good. And they don't really have that many great receivers here. They don't. And I'm sorry, I don't want to hear about Kendall Wright and yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry, no. No, no, no. You know, Wright will miss a couple of weeks after... Um, he had a hamstring injury. He had an MRI on which it saw, they saw some fluid in there. So we've got him out for a little bit, which doesn't help them create any sort of chemistry in the air. I don't like it. Like okay, we talk about, Dorial Green Beckham was traded to the Eagles. This is a run team. You can draft Henry. You can draft
0: uh, Murray, and you can feel good about it. The rest of them, other this than Walker, team will no have thanks. a breakout moment like Seattle have They last will. Year. They'll have a. They'll, they'll have, a have a great game. game. I just don't think it's going to be this year. Might be next year though. But I just don't think it's going to be this year. New York Giants against the Buffalo Bills. Yes. So
2: Odell Beckham Jr. has been allegedly uncoverable in practice. And teammates have gone on to say that they believe that he's going to be even better this season. Uh, Which, naturally, because he was suspended one game last year, and he was hurt for other parts of the game, so he wasn't the dynamic self that he was in a few games. And right now he's healthy, he's uncoverable, he's fantastic again unless you've got the second pick in the draft you will not get him so cry and accept it and move on because you just won't, you won't and he's going to be fantastic this year uh, Rashad James talked about him, I still like him I do, he carried the ball seventy. Sorry, he 79 times for 43 yards that we talked about uh, last year and you know he's going to be the guy, now according to one of the beat writers out there is that Andre Williams is seeing first team reps in practice, and he is going to be for the number two position. It is still Richard Jennings' position. He is still the starting running back, But Andre Williams is the backup at this point in time. Now Sterling Shepard is doing a good job with picking up the offense. So I feel good about that. Uh, and Odell Buckham Jr. is doing nothing but singing praises about him. So I'm going to believe it. Right? Aren't you that's guys gonna believe it? I, I think he's gonna be great this year. I, I really did. Way too high. He went in the sixth
1: round. Expertly. this pick. Expert value pack. It's okay. not a value pick. It's just the upside. You either draft him for the ups, like at the upside. You know what I? Like uh, uh, my sentences aren't happening. But it's like if you're taking the guy in the sixth round, the, that's his ceiling because he's never gonna be the number one guy. Odell Beckham Jr. is there.
2: That's true. But the six is high right now. His ADP is ninety four. I know, yeah.
1: In the ninth round, I
2: think that's fantastic value because I do think the oh, upside yeah, is yeah. there. Now, Grant, you've got some guys that are just excited about the hype and it's an expert league. And sometimes with expert leagues, we take we take flyers on random guys because we just like do that. But with Sterling Shepard for the most part, you're gonna be able to get him around the ninth, and that's good value for him. And I think he is gonna have a really good season. And I think he's really developing that chemistry and 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 the tutorship that he's getting from OBJ. I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be good now victor cruz it might actually not make the team what which i'm really sad about this is this is you know this concern and worry that around this growing injury you know, it's causing him to miss practice uh, he's been a little bit slow to get back into the groove of things and there's possibility he might not make the team i don't know i'm hoping that's not true but just be very cautious about drafting him
0: Boom. Buffalo
2: Bills must drop. Oh, I forgot to mention, Corny, because kickers matters. Oh, Josh yeah, Brown, right. the kicker, has been suspended for the first game of the season because of personal conduct policy. So, again, make sure your kicker is actually playing.
0: Supposedly it's a domestic violence thing. And not beating his
1: wife. Thanks. Yeah, there's
0: that. Um, Buffalo Bills... Must draft Sammy Watkins. He's back to practice and running plays in the slot, which I love because this makes him so much more diverse, such more of a dynamic wide receiver. That is nothing but good news for our guy. I love it. I want him on all of my rosters. LaShawn McCoy, still love him. He's ranked 12th running back, going off uh, 21st in the or in ADPs, 21. So you got to get him if you want him. Don't draft a Buffalo Bills defense. Darn, they are getting this offseason. Um, two guys are injured at least. Another one suspended. Uh, they're losing guys on the offensive or on the defensive line, which is not good. So, guess what they did? They picked up Croy Perryman. This is our Real Housewives uh, show. Uh, if you don't know who that is, that's Kim Zolziak's husband from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> and I cannot see her. I cannot nice. wait to see her in Buffalo on her dumpy toddy for the party. Oh, oh. I'm so excited. I can't even tell you. Kim Zolziak in Buffalo is might be the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So please make sure you resign. Don't be tardy for the party. And Reggie Bush is on the don't draft list like last week. The Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, the Ravens must draft Justin Forsett, you guys. He is the running back nobody is talking about. We have him ranked 37. I think he's going to be a, 20, a top 20 back this year. Uh, I think this is just such a fabulous value. You're getting him at the end of the eighth round. He has done nothing but impressed in training camp and in OTAs. I mean, everybody loves him and says that he looks better than he's ever looked before. So, okay, I'll get him in the eighth round and feel good about it. Don't you're not
1: worried ever... about Terrence West kind of – other. You're not worried about all the other running backs and how they're playing well too?
0: It doesn't seem like Baltimore is concerned about it. They they think Forsett's going to be the dude. And, sure, I'm okay with other guys being behind him to give him some um, – breaks you know because when you have the Jamal Charles of the world they do get run down they need to incorporate those other backs to give them a break just in force, it's not some young cookie you know so i'm okay with it it's not it's not a backfield that i'm as threatened by so and the value i mean that's the whole thing you're not taking him in the fourth third round you're taking him in the eighth round so okay Yes. Mike Wallace. Flacco needs someone to throw the ball to, and it seems to be Wallace. Um, he isn't even being drafted. So that is nothing but good news for you. Um, but listen, he's not the top wide receiver there. Of course, there's Steve Smith, just past his physical. There's Kamar Aiken, who looks great. And Brashard Perryman, which we have yet to see anything from, so I have Perryman on my dumb draft list because there is no timeline for his return. Um And on a crowded wide receiver core like Baltimore has, um, potentially, I have a feeling it's going to be Aiken and Wallace by the end of the season, and that's it. But right now we're going into a crowded field, so I am saying uh, no to Perryman, yes to Aiken and Wallace. You don't even have to draft Wallace, you guys, like seriously. Like he's the guy that's on your waiver wire. You somebody gets hurt, you pick that guy up. Colts, Brandon.
1: All right, Frank Gore. That's right, you heard me. You heard me. I'm you putting him too. in my must draft list because the guy's going in the sixth round, and yet he has had over a thousand all purpose yards every single season since 2006, including last year. Yeah, and last year he had 34 catches.
0: It's impressive.
1: Hey! Uh, Josh Ferguson's looking like the handcuff, but he had a poor uh, performance in week one. Not as bad as the offensive line performance, which was heinous. So I don't know if it's all his fault, but it looks like he's going to be the handcuff instead of Robert Turpin. But still, keep, keep them both on your radar. T.Y. Hilton is the man, and Dante Moncrief is the man. Uh, to me, it's no no-brainer. Philip Doris said, if Andrew Luck can get it together, he is kind of a sleeper. He's going in the 13th round, and this is where you take sleepers, people. You take sleepers in the 13th round, so I'm okay with it. Uh, do I think that they're going to have uh, all of them great seasons? Maybe, maybe not. But I think he's worth a flyer, for sure. He's considered the most improved player at camp. Dwayne Allen is the only man in town now. Uh, he picked up yoga during the off-season to stay healthy, which is uh, much appreciated. Yes, I like that. Um, he's going you know, off the board a little higher than I like, considering the fact that he hasn't gone over 400 yards since 2012, and he only had one season of over three touchdowns, and that was in 2014. He never has done it at the same time. So. Um, You know, you're looking for a big jump, but maybe he can do it. Except that on my do not draft list is Andrew Luck. And hear me out here first. First of all, he's kind of had an up and down camp. It's kind of whatever. You know, last year he had 15 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. You never like that. My problem is he's going as the third quarterback off the board. I would rather have Russell Wilson and Drew Brees over Andrew Luck, and they're going after him. So that's why I'm saying he's on the do not draft list. Not that I don't think he'll bounce back a little bit, but I don't think he'll be better than those two players. There you go.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Ashley. Well, this will be quick. This will be a quick one.
2: Mike Evans, <laughs> you're drafting him. Uh, again, he's too rich for me at take, being taken in the second as a 24th overall, but that's just probably me being negative. Um, Doug Martin, he is also a given. My possible sleepers would be Cameron Brate, who is the starting tight end and is not being ranked. And so I think he's not someone that you take with your first pick but someone to think about and could actually potentially surprise this year I don't know, just something to think about uh, Charles Sims did not play in the preseason opening game, he was held out as precaution um, but he's a guy that you gotta draft I like him, he's going in the 11th round and he was in the top 25 running backs last year so especially if you're in a PPR league Charles Sims is one of your guys that you that you look for So, my other guy is Jameis Winston which I didn't think I'd actually say he'd be a sleeper, but I'm kind of maybe into him a little bit this year. I don't know. He completed seven of his nine passes for 97 yards and in a touchdown. That's not bad. It's not that bad, right? It's value. Granted, mm-hmm. against the Eagles, but yeah, I think the value is there. So I I think Winston is a really intriguing pick, especially if you're in a two quarterback league. I think he could do better than everybody anticipates this year. And my draft list is ever my don't draft is everybody else.
0: He's like those pink razors that only have the one blade. Those are the worst. Get for like ten cents, you know it's value. You're not is happy. Wow! Is it? Because
2: all I do is nick my knee up with those. I know, <laughs>
0: I know. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars must drafts the Allen Robinsons of the world. Please let him fall down to me. Keep not drafting him, guys. Keep not drafting him. I'll take him. I'll take him later and later. Feed it to me. I love it when people underestimate these guys. Give it to Allen Hearns, another guy, just falling down those ADPs. I'm okay with that. There's nothing wrong with him, people. Nothing. Just because the defense is slightly improved does not mean the offense is going down the pooper. Isn't this so so over-exaggerated? It's blowing my mind. Way over the top. I hope you listen to our show because you're going to get him done for great value. So, Blake Bortles as well. um, I still have him as the must draft. Uh sleepers, Jacksonville's defense. Um, they're ranked fifteenth. They are much improved, so they are a bit of a sleeper there for the defenses. Um, I'm not suggesting you draft two defenses unless you're in this kind of serious XM link and I'm in. But uh, they're gonna be there on waiver wires you're gonna want them on matchups. So definitely if you're a streamer, they're they're a team to look at. New Orleans Saints at the Houston Texans.
1: Well, you know, I, this is going to sound really crazy. I, everybody? Can you just draft them all? Drew Brees, obviously. Mark Ingram, obviously. It looks like Tim Hightower is his handcuff if you uh, would like to do that, which is sort of cool, actually. Way to go, Tim Hightower! Coming back, doing your thing. Yep. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Stud Muffin, Willie Sneed supposedly can't be defended. uh, And he's going in the 10th round, which is crazy value for Willie Sneed. Uh, Michael Thomas is a rookie from Ohio State. Uh, They love him right now. He caught four of his six targets for 67 yards in Thursday night's preseason opener against the Patriots. And supposedly he just could not be defended at practice either. So I like him as well. And then there is the Kobe Fleener, uh, you know, sleeper du jour. Uh, Not really all that, you know, too much of a sleeper, but uh, you know they think that he's going to kind of be a uh, Jimmy Graham replacement light. Uh, do not expect Jimmy Graham numbers, but I think that he'll probably be good. But uh, you know, again, the dropsies, the dropsies concern me. But right now, he's actually falling in ADP a little bit because people are concerned. I'm not that concerned. So yeah, just draft everybody, not their defense.
0: Yeah, remember Mike I has him, say, please Brandon clarify. Marshall on the top of the list of drops. And how did they do for you last year? That's right, did very well. Just don't watch them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just don't be a Saints fan and you're fine, okay? Uh, Houston Texans, Ashley.
2: DeAndre Hopkins, an obvious. Lamar Miller, another obvious. He rushed for four times for 30 yards against the Niners, um, including a 14-yard run for his first carry of the game. So, again, they are going to be running him into the ground. So we draft Lamar Miller. Right now he's Mm -hmm. going 13th overall, so... You got to be prepared to take that kind of a pick on Lamar Miller. That's a tough one to swallow after the last few years. But I can't
0: get behind it.
2: I. It's a well, tough one he to swallow. At
0: me. He's like, "Come on, Courtney." And I was just like, "I don't know what it is. It just doesn't feel right."
2: It's because you've watched. Because you've watched football the last few years. Yeah, it's but
1: so it's on a different team. And <laughs> you've watched football. So yeah, you- you've
2: watched football. That's why you feel weird about it. <laughs> um. Right. It's not right. But he's. He's on a different team this year, and I really do think they're going to be running him into the ground. Now, I I think 13th is about right. I mean, he finished in the top 10 last year. So he's just one of those guys that's kind of hard to watch. So he falls into that category, don't you think? He's just kind of Absolutely. Hard to watch. Real yeah.
0: fast, just a quick update. Uh, I have Philadelphia Eagles ranked a lot higher in defenses than most people do. They just got four interceptions. Just want to say.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I completely agree with you. No. I think I think the Philly defense, hello. Hello. Oh. Yeah, with you. Is, is this on? Is this on? <laughs> That's working.
2: <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Ashley. I apologize.
2: Uh, sleeper's leavers, Jalen Strong. He's listed as the number two wide receiver alongside with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think it's going to be crazy numbers this year, but I think he'll do okay. I think they've been invested in him for a little bit now, and so I think it's finally time for him to be a starter. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do. He's going in basically undrafted in the 24th round, 25th round, if you're in a crazy league. So you don't have to draft him, but he is someone, he's the kind of guy that will have one good game and everybody will go to the waiver wire to go get him. So. Um, be prepared. Be prepared for that. And then um, Jadavion Clowney just want to give an update that his knee is no longer an issue, and he is ready to play. So that is good news for that defense who, um, you know, they've always had a good defense. So that's another big player to add to the mix, and so I'm excited that he's going to be back and healthy.
0: Woohoo. They lose one, they gain another. San Francisco 49ers, the Denver Broncos, Ashley, those 49ers, are they all must drafts?
2: No. No. But Carlos (laughs) Hyde's a must draft. And it was interesting that he said that this season is a make or break year. You think, Carlos? You think. He's that kind of guy we've just been kind of giving the uh, what do you call how would you word it? It's just kind of like the good bill good feelings. I I can't think of the word, but like we give him too much credit than he's actually worth, quite honestly. Because
1: he's got potential.
0: Yeah, that really great first game. The season. Remember that? Hall of
1: Fame. Hall of Fame. And then it's nothing.
0: But he's got potential,
2: so there's a lot of hype around him, right? So I do think he's a must draft. Uh, I do agree with you, Carlos. This is a make or break year for you, buddy. It really is. It really is. Um, So, and again, in, in typical fashion, if we look at his preseason game, you know, he went for a crazy 22 yard run, and then he had a fumble, because that's what Carlos Hyde does. That is what he does. So nothing has really changed, and he's never a guy that I target in the draft. I'm, I am completely fine for somebody else to get Carlos Hyde, and if they beat me with Carlos Hyde, okay. I'm and okay that's how him. I feel
0: about Lamar Miller. I'm I just you, not going to be one to drop Carlos. Out. Okay, I surrender.
2: Like because again, that. I've got I've got injury issues with Carlos Hyde. I've got fumble issues with Carlos Hyde, and he's one of those potential guys that always gets too much value or he gets deemed as, as more valuable than he actually is. So if it's me, I'm not going for him. I don't think you should either. Uh, just a little word of advice. Um, and then Vance McDonald's a sleeper this year, guys. He had two receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown uh, in the preseason opener, and I think that he's gonna be somebody that they're gonna be p- targeting. I like Vance McDonald, so think about him. Blaine Gavert has been considered the landslide favorite for weeks. Yeah, we already knew that. We already knew that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see with Colin Kaepernick, his shoulder. He's uh, been participating in a minimal fashion in practice in drills, and I'm starting to wonder if he's just kind of holding himself out with this injury because he doesn't want to physically be beat out by Blaine Gavert. That's probably just me being mean and nasty, but I think it's a thing. I so, think they
1: announced, though, today that they're going to give him the uh, start for the third preseason game. And I'm like, that could be bad. Kaepernick? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, but ga- but Blaine Gabbard's the guy, allegedly. Courtney's devil's gi- smiling over there. Yeah,
2: she's laughing it's a giant waste of our time, his time, Blaine's time, <laughs> the Niners' time. It's,
0: they're an, irrelevant. They right. are irrelevant. irrelevant.
2: I've talked too long about an irrelevant team. Let's well move let's
0: on. let's move on from those irrelevant quarterbacks to the Denver Broncos irrelevant quarterbacks, shall we? Let's just hop right into it. Little uh, Simeon. Simeon getting Simeon. the start. Simeon. Simeon. However you want to pronounce it. It's kind of exciting all the ways. Um he's getting the start. Don't look into that, you guys. That was planned ahead of time. Sanchez was going to start week one, preseason um, game one. And Semyon was going to do uh, preseason two, week two. So it's just the way it is. They're still going to get equal playing time. Um, But Kubiak did hint to the fact that they may be ready to list a starter going into week three of preseason. So, Paxton Lynch. (laughs) Paxton (laughs) Lynch. Well, I'm so glad. That's not funny, not nice. I'm so glad he's fine. He had a great opener. He had a great like opener. Oh, Brandon.
1: But, on, don't no. fall into that. No, I'm just saying. No. It I was no. better than I thought it would be. It I is, heard low he expectations.
0: fine, and he, that's I hope he's the next Aaron Rodgers of our time, where he sits on the bench for two, three years, and then comes off as just a rock star of rock stars. Um, I just don't want to throw a rookie quarterback in and watch him go up in flames. Um, I just don't think that's what the Broncos do. I hope they do not do that this year. Um, plus, Simeon's so only, what, this is a sophomore year? It's not like yeah. he's old or anything. So give He's never thrown out.
1: a pass in the regular season of the NFL, but he does have a Super Bowl ring. So. That's right. That's his winning. There you
0: go. Obviously, in the must-drafts... Oh, by the way, you're not drafting any of the quarterbacks for the Denver Broncos. I don't know if I actually said that, but you should know that. Um, we are drafting <laughs> the defense. We have him ranked number two. Um, he, They're awesome. Uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, another guy who's going way lower than his worth, in my opinion. Okay, I'll take him. Manuel Sanders, another guy. Um, although in my papers right here, I have it. Snater's, and I kind of like that. <laughs> Might have to roll with that for the people that is Sanders Snaters. Uh, and then CJ Anderson, another guy you're just gonna have to get, guys, in that third round. They're all going up there. Brandon McManus is the kicker and he kicks in Denver, Colorado. The altitude is real, guys. Take him. Take him. Sleepers Virgil Green, he continues to impress um during camp, during you know, games. I mean, he's just, he's he's might be the real deal. It's kind of weird to say that for a blocking tight end, but they, he seems to be catching the ball, so, okay. And Devontae Booker, the rookie running back, is underneath C.J. Anderson. He is taking um, starting to see first team uh, reps um, over Ronnie Hillman, so we knew that was coming for Hillman, Poor Guy. Um, Booker's the dude that's going to be backing up Anderson. And guys, by the way, I really like Anderson, and I think he's going to be The workhorse, so I don't know if there's going to be that much of a running back by committee thing in the Broncos this year, so that's great news for Anderson owners. Um, Don't draft. uh, Again, no quarterbacks. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Rams.
2: So Jamal Charles was activated off the PUP list, which is
0: very Woo! exciting.
2: Yes, he was seen practicing on Tuesday, and he practiced on Wednesday as well. And Even though he was limited on Wednesday, he did see a larger workload Wednesday than he did Tuesday, so that's the progression that we want to see. All good things.
0: All good things. All good things in time. Or yeah. In good time.
1: Yeah. I mean, so was stealing it, him in drafts. Stealing. And people are nervous. Chills. They're nervous. You know, yeah, ch- I, I get oh, yeah. it. I'm not. I'm fine. Now, what's interesting <laughs> though is, I mean,
2: remember how well Kendrick West did last year?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's behind Spencer Ware in the depth chart. Now, so Spencer Ware is, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was the team's preseason opener against the Seahawks. Kendrick West comes in after him. So it's it what's. Tricky is if you draft Charles, you for the most part want to be able to handcuff yourself because he has had a little bit of injury situation in the last couple of years. But you're not really quite sure which guy to draft because this was where we were last year too. And by the time that Jamal Charles will actually get hurt, you probably drafted the wrong guy because they don't necessarily go with a guy that's listed first on the death chart for who actually truly is Jamal Charles's handcuff. So I'm a little bit, I'm concerned on this one. It's a little bit tricky in terms of if you were trying to handcuff yourself to Jamal Charles. I hope we get a little bit more uh, vision around that in this preseason game. But it's an interesting situation there.
1: I say don't trust it because supposedly last year the handcuff was, N- was Niles Davis. That's right. true. Yep. Remember? Absolutely. I mean, everyone thought that was an easy one, and it ended up not being him at all. Not being him. And that's what I'm saying. Like I almost yeah. would,
2: There's I better. Know, I don't know what you do. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of, you're stuck there. Because more than likely, if you drafted somebody as a handcuff, it probably won't be the guy. And then you just drafted a completely useless player. So now Jeremy Macklin, he did not practice in Wednesday uh, because of a growing injury, so we have to keep an eye on that one. But I'm not too worried because again, he's one of the only people on that team that they can play and throw to. And then just the Nick Foles update: he made his team debut in preseason. <laughs> Love it against the Hawks. <laughs> Welcome he's back, He did half of his eight <laughs> passes for 37 yards and ran for a whopping two yards. Say what you will about Alex Smith, but Alex Smith can run. That's true. He can run. So I don't want any people Scrappy. freaking out thinking that Nick Foles is surplanting Alex Smith. That's not happening. Crazy talk.
0: All right. The Los Angeles Rams must draft Todd Gurley. Rams defense. That's it. Don't worry about Todd Gurley. He's team-proof, guys. He's team-proof. So. Let's hope so. Let's do it. Number one running back off the board. Ladies, it's bold prediction time. I have not prepared them, but this this show really got me in the mood to ask this question. Best wide receiving core in the NFL, will it be the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, the Tennessee Titans, or there was one more, Minnesota
1: the Eagles. No, the oh, Vikings. Are we
2: saying the oh, worst or the best? The best. Out of,
1: out of these, those, out of those <laughs> clearly.
2: Four.
0: Those four. <laughs> you have the Vikings, the Titans, the Rams, and the 49ers. Who's going to be the best receiving court?
2: Vikings, the Titans, the Rams.
1: I'm torn between two. We you should be torn convincing. between Vikings No, don't,
0: don't be convincing. Ashley, what's your,
1: what's your thing?
2: I'm a little bit torn between the Vikings and the Rams. All right. well, Ram. what do you,
0: what? They don't even have wide receivers.
2: Well, they got Tavon Austin, Brandon's favorite of all time. Um, totally and, putting
1: words in my mouth. Words in my
2: and, mouth. And they had, uh, I'm going to forget his name. I was just watching him on Hard Knocks, who was a buff, an undrafted free agent who was like the star of their preseason game. Gosh, what's his name?
0: not worth remembering.
2: I'm going with the, uh,
0: the 49ers because I am a Tory Smith believer. No. That's where my heart is going. Ladies, you don't have time. This isn't like... I'm going to go with the Minnesota
1: Vikings. I was torn between the Vikings and the 49ers, but since you took the 49ers, I will take the Vikings. I believe in Stefan Diggs, and I actually like Laquan Treadwell.
0: Ashley?
2: I'm, I'm going to go Rams, but I don't feel good about it. You shouldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can name one wide receiver.
2: But did you watch Hard Knocks with Hayes, who believes in mermaids? It doesn't believe in dinosaurs. It was like my favorite yeah. part of the episode, and he's just like having the dinosaurs it. Don't in ruin the water. It,
0: Ashley, oh, don't ruin oh, it for viewers. It's good.
2: It's a good yeah. one. The Rams. The Rams are entertaining. Turns out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much sure Hard Knocks could make anything entertaining. I don't know if it's actually the Rams, but hey, we'll go with it that's it for us tonight you guys make sure to check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com for our rankings our cheat sheet HerFantasyFootball.com slash cheat sheet also you can get our um, newsletters that will give you the ingredients to our diced game on FanDuel that will be starting in week one so make sure you listen up for that and sign up for our newsletter. You can listen to us on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, where you can leave us a nice little comment. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter, at HerFantasyFB, and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. Now, we're not done for the week. We are back Saturday nights on Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Network, from 9 to 11 Eastern. So check us out there as well. Until next time, no more faking it.